he was in Equus. Isn't that good? Oh, the fucker horse. He probably was the horse fucker, yeah. Because it's 1977, he <laughs> was quite young back then. Was he the horse? Let's put him in a costume. Something needs to get fucked. Beat Saying up. that, in, also in this, this profile picture, at this very time, this man is fucking a horse. And that is Vinegar Strokes, if ever I saw it. More than one stands on his Bizarre. It's a double decker horse. The other thing is, there's a portal, that's his own foot. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. a very, very specific fetish. Infinite loop of horse fucking, <laughs> somehow. Pleasure! An infinite amount of me are fucking the same horse. Jenny Agatha was in Equus. Of course she was. Was she naked in a horse? Mm-hmm. Jenny Agatha. Name at all, you know, she's a. She's in uh, your favourite. Uh, she. <laughs> she's in Captain America Two: Winter Soldier. It's a terrible way to describe her, but I thought it was funny at the time. But now I feel like a fool. You know. Uh, you know, American Wealth in London, and Railway Children, oh, and no. uh, Walkabout by Nicholas Rogue. Um, you know, she's just a very good actor. Oh, Logan's Run, where she gets naked for no apparent reason. <clears throat> that film is definitely PG, and then at one point she gets completely naked. It was a recurring theme for a while. In fact, in her top four, two of them, unfortunately for her, are Marvel movies, but she was in for ten seconds, which really <laughs> is a, a slap in poor Agatha's face. But Logan's Run, naked, Walkabout, naked, Walkabout, naked, and I believe she was 15. Mm. I know. Controversial. It really was. Even <laughs> for the 70s, that's frowned upon. She's done a hundred and... She's been an actress in 112 things, like a name. She's been know. naked in 107 of them. But, um, you know, like I say, uh, Logan's Run, American Wild of London. Um, is there anything after that, really? I'm having a quick... One episode of Magnum P.I. I still don't help from there. <laughs> What, she played Agnes Pomfrit in an episode of The Two Ronnies. <laughs> <laughs> she was in two episodes of The Twilight Zone and Murder, she wrote. She was in Amazon Women on the Moon. That was a classic back in the day. An episode of The Equalizer. Which is weird, because when you were walking up, I thought of The Equalizer. Probably because that woman seemed across the road because she thought you were stalking her. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the other side of the road. No, I not and I had my headphones on, listening oh, to the We Hate Movies, and yeah, I could hear almost every word of her telephone conversation she was having, to the point where there was a guy walking down the street as well, who kind of looked at her and looked at me as if to go, who the fuck is she talking to? And then he realised that she had the headphone thing. Yeah, yeah. And there was kind of the look of relief that came over his face, as he kind of went, oh, thank fuck, I thought she was a crazy woman. I've seen her many times, but she's apparently in Child's Play too. I never saw any of the Child's Play. Uh, Child's Play is fine. Child's Play 2 is pretty good. Um, I think there's a Child's Play 3 that I can't remember of seeing, but then obviously there's um, um, Bride of Chucky, which is proper fucking brilliant. Really? Proper brilliant. Dude, it's got John Ritter in it. What more do you need? R.I.P. John. Your daughter's doing sterling work. You're still not so much. <laughs> He's lovely, by the way. He was just in the Gilmore Girls remake, revival, whatever you want to call it. What are we doing anyway? Oh, we started. Oh, no, we have now. Okay. With that sentence, yeah. Uh, uh, this is where I realise I still haven't finished my porridge. But oh. 
This week's episode is the new pornographer's whiteout conditions. Ooh. It is the seventh studio album by the Canadian indie rock band Supergroup. Supergroup released April seventh, twenty seventeen. Apparently, it's the first album without drummer Kurt Dahl or singer-songwriter Ben Bijar. Bijar? Ben Bijar. 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 I pronounce that right. He's destroyer, right? What? One of my favorite albums of two thousand eleven was an album by someone called Destroyer. I believe it was called Kaput, and I believe that was him. Yeah. There you go. Kaput. Yeah, runtime's 41 minutes 33 seconds. You chose well uh, on length at least. And yeah, and uh, review roundup. Review roundup. All music, The Guardian and The Independent, four stars. Uh huh. The AV Club and Consequence of Sound, C. Ooh. Oh, no, we have to stop. Yeah. What do you reckon a C plus is then? Is that still four stars? That can't just be, right? That's too, I feel like that's a real three and a half three. Yeah. Yeah. Middle of the road. Well, no, C plus isn't it? Because it's still a pass. So where is your it's pass not, mark? It's not quite four stars. No. But it's not three. So and it's maybe slightly, it's like three and seven eighths. I'm just saying that if Rotten Tomatoes, right? says that anything under 50% is rotten. Yeah. Then anything over a C- minus has to be above 50. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a pass. And in my mind, really, a B has to be about 80. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much space between that yeah. that I don't really know where C plus goes. Call it a 70 for fun? Yeah. Okay. Vice, A. I didn't know they rated things like that. Paste, 8.8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Pitchfork, 7.2 out of 10. Metacritic, 77 out of 100. My theory about everything being <laughs> 75 is horrible. Uh, charts. Charts. The US charts. Billboard 200, 35. Mm-hmm. Canada, 82. So. You know what we should call it? I, I did look up the Scottish chart and, and could not find it, so it is not in the top 100. You know, uh, yeah, we, we should now stop calling this uh, review roundup and call it chart chart. Chart chart. <laughs> As we chart out the charts. Oh. <laughs> Where on the charts will the charts <laughs> go? <laughs> <laughs> As always, it's 75 <laughs> yeah. out of five weeks. Um, His theory will not be proved wrong with... Ever, I don't know, there's got to be albums that aren't 75. Let's just be refused to do them. Oh. I, 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 yeah, you remember me, but it was me that chose this. I, yes. I, uh, I'm going to blame you for this. Well, you can't, because it was you. Yeah. <laughs> you congratulated me for my choice. Not today, but when I first did it, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this does not bode well, because whenever you like someone... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't really know the new pornographers, but there was that lovely song at the end of Rock Band with the crazy drums, and that was the new pornographers. Mm. It's very hard to play. Mm. It took me a solid ten days to learn all the rhythms before I could pass it. Yeah. Now, well, I don't even think that was an expert. 
Saying that, I could expert won't get fooled again at one point, or whatever the hell that, that who song was. And as we all know, Keith Moon was barely a drummer, just sort of like some sort of epileptic tied to a <laughs> uh, t- tied to a drum still. Yeah. <laughs> it was before VR, but they did attach a VR thing to his face and with a strobe light, <laughs> and then put sticks in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and God is so flexible. Oh, so go so, on then. You hated this, what you say? Yeah, just. <sighs> I said I've got so little written about this. I found the entire enterprise just really quite, just banal, boring. No, just nothing grabbed me at all with this thing at all. It was just. Well, right, let's, I'm going to do some spoilers on this one, right? Because mm-hmm. I think it helps to sort of see what my points are leading to, right? In my, in my final thoughts, it got, th- I gave it three and a half. Now, I'm remarkably kind to this album, considering I gave it three and a half, and that's mm-hmm. not to say it's bad. What I'm saying is, it reads like I'm giving it five stars, and then I give it three and a half. And I think that's because, yeah, there is a, a, it's got a certain quality. That's what I- Here's the thing that kind of got me about it. It's, it's not terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's just there. It's, it exists, because I've listened to it. Mm-hmm. But it might as well not. If that doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't it's, make any it sense. Just, I, don't, I don't get it at all. I don't think you have to get music, mate. No, I but think you're, just, you're approaching music the wrong way if you go, I don't get it. No. I said it was like two tracks in uh, the title track, White Out Conditions. Mm-hmm. Now, I say normally by about track seven or eight, that's when my can terribly low attention span fades mm-hmm. out completely. This was track two, and I thought, well, maybe it's just first listen. There was other stuff going on. Future listens as well. I'm just like, I cannot be fucked with this album at all. I don't know. I thought it was kind of, you know, it was synthy and it had nice melodies and it had, you know. A wonderful use of like vocal harmonies, and it, yeah, it was overproduced. And considering that, I oh, when I think of new pornographers, I think more of a country rock vibe. They've definitely mm-hmm. taken all that. Now, considering that these guys are not old, but they're our age. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've been around a while doing well, music, I mean. and yet they seem to now be copying a like Taylor Swift almost mm-hmm. by going pop. Yeah, Which is strange. Maybe an issue. Um, as it goes, so they're seven albums deep, so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know, it just. Here's uh, something. I, I don't know what I expected, because I think being Canadian indie, something, I think I was expecting something a bit more. Sort like of bare, metric? Bare naked lady ish sort of thing. Yeah, because they all sound like bare naked ladies in uh, Canada. Well, I, I know, that's just my thing. It's kind of, the band I like that I always sort of go back to in my head. Yeah, but, but I just figured. Oh, oh actually, did I did I forward that album onto you in you case did, you want yes. to pick it? That's very good. I don't want to pick it, but it's yeah, very good. But it, I listened through it and went, I don't know what I'd fucking say about this. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's basically how you review albums. Yeah, it's how I felt with that one. Well, I don't really know. Uh, oh yeah, no, I I really quite enjoyed it. Mm. Um, it snuck out, right? Yeah, I bumped into it by accident. I was going through my 
hot tracks list that uh, Apple puts together for me every week. I never looked at my favourite list this week. That's cheating there, because every track I either have loved or... You know what I mean? They've just gone through shit I haven't listened in a while, and they put 25 songs together. It's quite a nice way to make a lazy playlist of stuff that you've forgotten about. Here's a thing for you. Yeah. Um, high ticket attraction which in my notes thanks to my terrible handwriting looks like high toilet attraction which is the single released 27th January it sounds exactly like Bohemian Like You by the Dandy Warhols okay I'll take your word for it right I'm going to play Bohemian Like You to you and you'll go oh that song that was everywhere for like five years and then you'll feel a fool Uh, okay right so Bohemian no, get out of my fucking Bohemian. I think I spelled Bohemian wrong that now. But I have fucking. Oh no, I haven't. Sorry, people at home. This is uh, Bohemian like you. Yeah, obviously I have to wait for the riff. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay. So it's come back to you there, right? Yeah. Okay. I know what that is. Okay. And then get my like uh, and go high ticket attraction. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Even the vocal lines. Yeah. Weird, right? Not yeah. weird, but we all know they know that song. We all know they're not intentionally trying to steal that song, and yet they have accidentally written that song. <laughs> uh, just no, just a tribute. <laughs> we didn't mean to rip it off. We just loved it. <laughs> we loved it twenty years ago when we were starting out. Actually, they're probably the same age as the Dandy Warhols, right? Um, Just Nico Case. I'm trying to think when I first heard it. But it was uh, early 2000s, probably. Um, What are the notes I got in this? Oh, but this is going to be insane. This episode, right? And I know it's a Wednesday episode, so it'll be about 30 minutes at best. But I really feel like we're cutting this down to about six minutes. I... I just had nothing to say about this because it was just well it goes spoilers mine I gave this thing two stars and I was being very very generous mm. I felt but um, yeah sorry you were going to say no 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 uh, I, you know what my brain's like no uh, most of my notes talk about how there's nice vocals mm-hmm. there's nice interplay but also quite often I say nice repetition which I do like yeah. But that's definitely something you don't like. <laughs> well, there was a couple towards the end where I think the intros, yeah, did not endear themselves to mm-hmm. me at all. Well, um, I, Coliseums tends to stick in my head for some of them. Oh, now, uh, uh, mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I know, I, I really like that song. It's really good, but I, I am upset that it fades in again. Mm-hmm. I, I'm against fading. 
Does also it has marimba in it, so it sounds a little bit like your iPhone ringtone. Mm. I mean, not yours, just generally speaking. When you hear it in there, other than that, the only thing that really sticks out is actually going back to the first track. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of lyrical sort of flow to it I suppose, mm-hmm. did my head in. Okay. Because it was kind of like single line, but then pause, finish line, and it was, I don't know, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, I described that as interesting vocal delivery. Yeah, I uh, did not, I did not like that, you know. Okay, but it's, it's, it was, I'm sure well, Nico Case will cry herself to oh, sleep, like, gosh, yeah. on her giant ginger pillow. Ugh. But, no, I just, that was one that I was kind of, in my head was just like, no, it's not doing it for me at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not their target audience, I don't know who is. It's not me. Not the. I'm not. The target audience was not the music hating fat man. So. <laughs> what, what was that show called on TV? No, not thinking the fat man, but I'm thinking of. No. Wasn't there a late night show with like Fleet, Mick Fleetwood and it was called like something in the man or something? There was something in the fat man because it wasn't. No, that was Jake and the fat man. Oh. That's definitely not to do with music. That's to do with a detective who's fat. Oh, okay, I know. No, but what was that one? Didn't someone host a show late at night and it was called mm-hmm. like something and the something? It wasn't the case. Hitman was and the girl? Hitman. Mm-hmm. Hitman and her? No. Yeah, that sounds good actually. So it's now called Fat Man and Him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because I'm not exactly thin in this uh, no. theory. Yeah. Maybe you should uh, start reviewing things with your mum. You could then call it Fat Man and Her. That's no, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could review things while watching the movie Her. <laughs> I don't know what that movie is. The one with Yakim Phoenix, where he falls in love with his iOS, voiced by Scarlett Johansson. I'm out already. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'll give it a miss. And uh, yeah. Chris Pratt's in it, wearing very high trousers. Okay. We're set in the future, and their passion seems to be oh. look how high our trousers are. Hmm. It's a very good film. Okay. It's proper gold. In fact, someone yesterday on Twitter I noticed just tweeted out, some people don't like her? And like 15 exclamation marks. <laughs> I saw it in the cinema and I absolutely bloody adored it. Mm. Yeah, I know, I have terrible taste in music, uh, movies. And by that I mean impeccable, but 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 normal human beings don't like the films I like. Was Was he... At, was he at this point? Was he bearded or clean shaven? Yeah, queen. Female? Oh no, he's got a crazy moustache in it. He's got a pearl oh. moustache in it. Cool. You know, was, hold on. Where's the? I need the poster to her because it's just a picture of his face. Um. Oh, why would I Google it that way, Gareth? Go to IMDb and type in her, and then go there. Twenty thirteen. Time's flying, dude. Jesus. It's almost. 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah, that suits him well. Yeah. Um, just so you know, I'm not insane. Uh, the Metacritic score out of 46 reviews is 90. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and it also has Amy Adams, Scarlett Johansson, Rooney Mara, uh, Chris Pratt, and uh, Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig. Uh, and Olivia Wilde in it. Well, that is a strong cast. Saying that, Spike Jones is also in it, but then he also wrote it and directed it, so why not? Fair enough. 
He's. I re- I remember what, going to watch Three Kings in the cinema, and him being in it as the fourth king, going, "He's fucked. He's fucked." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen that. The only thing I remember about it is the bullet entry bit. Yeah, with the whole internal lot of yeah. green goo and shit and weird mm. filters and stuff. I tend to think of that film, and they think of yeah, George Clooney punching the director in the face. Oh, that. Yeah, but yeah. remember David O. Russell is very confrontational. Yeah. We know him now best, obviously, as American Hustle Man, and uh, oh. and uh, what was the one before that that everyone loved? We definitely watched it together in the cinema. Silver Linings Playbook. Silver, yeah. Um, you know, and the fighter and stuff like that. But there was a period in time where he would walk up to the wonderful Lily Tomlin and shout at her till she cries. <laughs> He'd take large, uh, like, space hoppers and smash them in Mark Wahlberg's face to get a, a, a performance out of him. Oh. He's changed somewhat over these. <laughs> Saying that, his Can first I'm film was that one with uh, the guy who always plays Charles Manson, where he yeah. accidentally sleeps with his mother and then tries to hang himself. Mm. And I believe he called, it's called Spanking the Monkey. Jesus Christ. Well, did you see that? Somebody put it on Twitter. The guy who found well the the two best friends mm. who then found out they were brother and sister through in vitro fertilization so sort of so it's like this really quite attractive girl looking all chuffed because her best friend's now her brother mm. and this kind of guy going yay she's my sister <laughs> shit <laughs> ultimate friend zone <laughs> but yeah he still looks pleased about it but you can just sort of see in his eyes he's like oh you're reading too much into this. I've, I've been jacking it to her for so long. Oh, it's so wrong. You no, I was, well, never I was, masturbate I, to people you know. It's a general rule. It's not my joke. That was a joke from the tweet. But it was just, it was, it was, on, it was on like BBC News thing as well. Like, oh, yeah. BBC joked about a man joking. They just mentioned the story where like, look at these two. Can they find out the brother and sister? Isn't it great? You can tell he's like, yeah, isn't it great? Years I've wasted on this chick. <laughs> uh, and the terrible thing is now, obviously, that um, you know, um, the well, you know, if that meme went out, they could destroy their relationship. So yeah. fun for everyone. Yeah. yeah, you could probably make an eighty-five minute mumblecore drama about oh, it. The internet. No, oh. well, that's what they get. The that's internet. What they get for, it's inside me. That's what they get for being friends. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How dare you have friends with people, you bitch. Yeah. Uh, One track on this album is so repetitive I felt sorry for the bassist. I can't think what what it is, but the bass goes dun 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 And I realised that even at the chorus you can still hear it doing exactly the same thing, but everything else has become louder than it. Yeah. It's the sort of thing where, where you feel you know when you feel uneasy watching like Swan, uh, when you're listening to the Swans or something, right? Because yeah, yeah. the repet- re- repetition. It's a really easy bass line. I'm pretty sure if someone forced you in a band to play that bass line, by the end of the song you'd be in tears because <laughs> you're just feeling so ill at ease. Yeah. I mean, have you ever watched any of the? Um, I'm sure there's footage as well. There's like a 16 LP box set of it, but. I wouldn't buy that kind of insanity. Uh, 
the band The National once did an art, well, someone else did an art uh, installation, but mm-hmm. asked them if they would play one of their songs on a loop for, I think, eight hours. So they're playing live one song. Right. And after about four hours, the band start breaking down because they can't take it anymore. Because yeah. just repeating it over and over takes a toll, obviously. Yeah, because it would... Because you're also trying to perform, so you're trying to emote within reason. Um, and yeah, the repetition just makes them all feel unusual and go strange. <laughs> was that the point? I don't was think the, so, but I feel the like... person with the art installation just trying to kill them? Or? No, but you know, it's sort of like that thing with comedy where you go one time, uh, like three times funny, four times not funny, five times not funny, six times not funny, seven, eight times funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. But once you get to like 30 times, <laughs> at which point do you start weeping that you just want it to end no. if you went in to watch a film and the same thing happened over and over again for 15 minutes like if you imagine season 2 episode 1 of Twin Peaks with the old man and the man yeah. happening for two episodes <laughs> to be honest that wouldn't though, work for an entire episode though. the old guy huh coming in and out and just giving the thumbs up and mm. we heard about you and I, was, I could watch that forever so mm-hmm. that's the weird thing with that scene and that it is possibly my favourite part of Twin Peaks yeah for some reason because normally that kind of thing would annoy well, me no but, but it's one of the more lynchy things and I really yeah. like it I, I could watch that mm-hmm. in my head like re-watching that episode when I sort of watched all the way through in my head, it, I thought it went on a hell of a lot longer than it did, and I was kind of disappointed that it didn't go on. It's as long still as I pretty long. It, it is. It's still like ten minutes or something. Yeah. But for some reason, I mean, when it was kind of over and done with, I was like, "Oh shit!" Sure, went on longer than this. That episode kind of is supposed to be obviously forty-five minutes long, and I think that episode might be an hour and ten minutes or something because that first scene did it. I mean, really, Twin Peaks was the first Mr. Robot. What I mean by that is, you know, in season two, they they said, we're going to do ten episodes, right? And he was like, cool, ten episodes. And then episode one was supposed to be, obviously, 45 minutes, and it's two hours long. <laughs> episode two was supposed to be 45 minutes, it's like an hour and ten minutes long. Episode three is supposed to be 45 minutes, it's like an hour long. And they slowly get shorter... Mm. Till they get to about the right time. And in the last episode, he accidentally made two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so the 45 episodes an hour and a half long. Uh, uh, Luckily for me, because I can only concentrate on one thing at a time, Mr. Robot isn't back this year until October, which means Twin Peaks will be over by then. 21st of May. Three weeks, dude. Which means... We've got... Well, theoretically... Not- We've got to, we've got th- four Sundays to finish watching everything. I so we have one Sunday for each plus a free one. Believe I'm off. I'm off next Sunday Monday. Okay. So Monday doesn't help. No, not me. But the Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, if you're more awake, we could double bill something. That yeah. takes the time. Out. Well, because I because I'm off Thursday as usual. Because mm-hmm. I'm back on Friday Saturday because mm-hmm. I've got dice. Boys club, and then is that like luck be a lady kind of shit where they throw dice against the wall yes. and then throw like folded money down? See if they win a boy. 
there's boys involved. Uh, I thought they were boys playing the game. Uh, maybe I've misunderstood. Um, yeah, or maybe it's like uh, this one Saturday. You know the dice man. Remember that where he used to write down six things because he didn't know what to do and then roll yeah. it and then he'd just do whatever came up mm. no matter what, right? It's like that, but with children. <laughs> Much more dangerous. Yeah. Um, yes, we've got that two sportsman's dinners next week. Uh-huh. And then I'm using my bank holiday to get an extra day off. Yay for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm off Sunday, Monday. Cool. So at least the Sunday we can, yeah, early start, boom. <laughs> Early start? Fuck you, how early is it already? Well, I mean, just but same again, but it's just good. Yeah. Watching stuff. No, cool. Because we can... I don't know, it's hardcore, right? Because do I force you to watch... Well, there's no forcing in it, but... Yeah. Do we watch all of Firewalk with me? Yeah. Which is not an easy watch. Yeah. And then watch The Missing Pieces, which is even harder to watch, because it's the bits they cut out of the film that's a hard watch. Yeah. Okay. Or... Can I say, next, by next week we'll only have two weeks, right? Yeah. If we do it on Sundays, because it's coming back on the Sunday. That's the yeah. 21st. So... <laughs> <laughs> There's no way around it. If we're going to do Mulholm Drive and those two, yeah. we need to do at least a double bill. I'm not going to do in- Inland Empire. I've already decided. Okay. Oh no, the thing is, that was the last film he made, and it really fills me with a slight apprehension. Because it's still got all the good people in it, and it's still got a lot of lynchy bits in it. Mm-hmm. But it's really, I find it almost unwatchable. Mm-hmm. And I don't want the TV show to be like that. So, I, But I feel like I'd like to re-watch it in case. Because all these people are back in it. Yeah. And I don't know, Lost Highway, they say, is set in the world of Twin Peaks. Mulholland Drive was a f- originally a Twin Peaks spin-off. I've told yeah. you that before. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what anyone fucking says when it happens and pointing that out. Laura Palmer is in that fucking yeah. show. In the movie theater yeah, or something. she's sitting in the background of a movie theater with yeah. Renette Pulaski. It's there. So if these people, because Naomi Watts, who's obviously in Mulholland Drive, is in the new series of Twin Peaks. Laura Dern, who's in Inland Empire, is in the new series of Twin Peaks. And you start going, yeah, but they could all, all be playing new characters. Yeah, but they might not. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I like them not playing new characters. I like them having the same names from other stuff. Could you imagine Laura Dern playing all the characters she played in David Lynch films? Because she was obviously in Blue Velvet, yeah. which is basically Twin Peaks, the film, but before Twin Peaks existed. You know, they're in a log in town and yeah. weird shit's happening and blah, blah, blah. I made you watch it that time. I remember it. But- yeah. You know, it's uh, Dennis Hopper is unhinged and screaming things like "Daddy wants to fuck." Okay, maybe I'm having flashbacks now. Do you maybe remember? <laughs> Ooh, what are these? As uh, often Kevin Smith does an impersonation of uh, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> he's dead, isn't he? Is he dead? Yes, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. He lived a hard life. He's been dead a while. I wanted to say he's been dead like a decade, but I might be wrong. He might be right, though. Mm. This, um, yeah. I feel like, because he, was, he, was, he turned out to be one of the bad guys in season one of 24, and I feel like that was one of his last things. Yeah. 
That was the first time proper famous people started turning up on TV, which is a real insult to Kiefer Sutherland because he'd done that whole show and I don't think a famous <laughs> celebrity did it until Dead Soft turns up. Um, anyway, we somehow made it to 45 minutes and I'm going to cut the fuck Yay. out of this, so this is annoying. Cool. So, yeah, uh, my final thoughts basically go, I think it's got a lovely vibe and I, it's melodic driving pop, right? And I think there's some great vocal harmonies and there's some interesting instrumentation and still I don't think I'm ever going to listen to it again so I don't know what that all means maybe I didn't have enough time to let it sink in this time it's not the worst thing I've ever listened to I just find it almost instantly forgettable and just nothing was really grabbing my attention Mm. and maybe if I was having a dinner party which would be interesting because we have to share forks in this house Mm. that um if I was having a dinner party, maybe I'd put it on in the background. Yeah, it's definitely background music. Mm. Yeah. So. What are we doing next week, anyway? Isn't weren't we doing Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh yeah, that's Volume true. That is true. We're gonna we're gonna chat about that. And then, but while while we're thinking, what are we doing the week after? <laughs> um, oh shit! I've got it. You sent me the thing. Yeah, I did the part. Oh, cast kicking up the dust. Yes. Which I have yet to listen to. Me too. And I suggest that and I still have not listened. Mm. Uh, we'll get there. At least the, the, my two choices will be quite easy. For me. Yeah. And uh, I've listened to my... Uh, I've listened to the last sadistic album. Mm. Oh, two dozen albums. <laughs> two dozen times. Yeah. I've got to catch up on that. And on Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. My uh, pre-ordered copy of... The new at the driver album turns up, yeah, and you got to do that too. You love you love at the drive-in. You love what they do. Yeah. You love the song "One Arm Scissor" more than life. Well, that was nobody's denying that. That was, uh, but that was two thousand and one. I know. I mean, was that two thousand and one? One Arm Scissor. Oh, no, two thousand. Just seems like five minutes ago. You know the one, though. I guarantee that was on Rock Band or something. Never heard that before, man. <laughs> well, we have to chat for a minute because obviously it's legal issues. But then the chorus is going to come in, and then you can go, "What about now?" Okay. There you go, that. Just saying words to cover up this. Cover up words. Go start the things and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Speak. Uh, remember that time when? Yeah, me too. Yeah, that thing with the stuff happens. Just doesn't it though? Couldn't make it. Cover now. No. Send transmission to the one arm scissor. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> if I had ever heard that before, I would remember it and uh, really. Really love it, good. Because <laughs> uh, now, 17 years later, they've got a new album. Well, I hope it's as good as that. Well, considering how much I love the Mars Volta, and that was the band they. That, this was not as experimental as they got. Mars Volta. Right, their first album was about their friend who died of a heroin overdose, and um, the album is, um, what would he be thinking the moments before he died, interpreted into uh, jazz metal, sort of weird. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I could type in comatorium, 
I mean, it's definitely <laughs> going to come up. There it is. What is the most popular song according to it? And we'll just play that. So you've got something to look forward to from the look on your face. Remind me to uh, <laughs> never overdose on heroin. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're going to have a lovely time in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You're welcome. Cheers. Maybe, maybe if we come around early enough before we record that day, we can listen to it all really loud on vinyl. Oh, I can't. I'm busy that day. <laughs> busy that morning until <laughs> yeah. exactly the time we have to record. Oh. Well, okay then. Cool. Um, uh, this is me. Remember that old uh, outro I used to have of you just trying to find the, find the stop button every week? Oh, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs>